All right. So, Dave, thanks for coming on to the J Crypto Show. How's it going, Jack? Good to see you. Thanks, man. What's good? What's going on? I woke up to like a thousand tweets this morning. Your community is freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, Dirtbirds community is living up to their uh, their name with, uh, I think, with this recording. I mean, first of all, like the community is wild. But secondly, this is the first interview that we're doing as a project. Hi, Dirt community, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm Dave. This is the first time that I, like anyone's even seeing my face. So uh, this is uh, probably a really big deal for them. Like uh, our team has been mostly anonymous up to this point. So I mentioned it this morning at like 5 a.m. in Discord. Of course, our Discord was just blowing up randomly at 5 a.m. this morning because it's always wild in there. And they're like, oh, when's Dave going to give us more spoilers? And I'm like, yeah, well, what if, I'm, what if I tell you guys I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an interview here in a couple hours? <laughs> they, were, they were losing their minds. So, uh, dude, they're, they're wild. I love them. Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. I I like your background, by the way. What is that? Is that just like the general dirt bird characters? They're one of ones, pretty much. That that's right? actually just a bunch of random dirt birds. Someone in the community made that, and so uh, oh, that's it. Well, shout out to them. That's like yeah, exactly. There, I'm I'm not I'm not even kidding, dude. Like every time I log into Twitter, it's just bombarded with awesome things from the community that they've made with dirt birds. So uh, yeah, they're. Uh, as I said, they're incredible. They're super talented. We're, we're, we're thinking about like standing up on the website, like a community art page or something where we're like putting up a lot of the things they create. You know, like people are like making like little songs and stuff about their birds and posting <laughs> them in discord. So they are wild, wild community. Oh man. So one thing that I just wanted to start out with, cause I thought it was not only super smart from the business side, but also just like, really the essence of kind of crypto is recently and maybe I should start out by saying I think I love NFTs because social media really emphasize the importance of communities but NFTs man they put that on steroids huh like mm -hmm. the way I think about it is when you have a CEO if you want to or you're a supreme leader like yourself creating whoa, 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 whoa. king <laughs> there it is okay King. and basically anybody that buys in your project their uh interest is aligned with yours and that's like the first time in history that we've really had technology that has combined the interest of the brand if we want to say that with mm -hmm. the actual customer and it creates this super powerful marketing engine what i like that you guys did and we talked about this a little bit on um, DMs, but so recently there was a project that was rug pulled in the NFT space. Mm -hmm. And you guys basically sent dirt birds to the people who got like rug pulled. Can you explain that and talk a little bit about that? Yeah, first of all, you're right on point. Like one thing that if again, our entire project, first of all, I could spend the entire rest of this interview only talking about this one topic because it's it's like my favorite topic i mean it's Which a is, great thing that you guys did it's it's well, it's, it. it's not it's not just the act but i mean the whole topic of community so one thing that the the team um what we've been obsessed with is like being 100 focused on community and a lot of projects say that and and i believe those projects are sincere as well but i think there's a lot to be sort of explored in that area we are living in uh, in a period of time especially with covid but also as we become like more, more technological advanced, 
I mean, I, I work full remote uh, and I have for several years. And you think about like generations before us, that we were so much more social. Like we made all of our best friends, you know, like from ages like 25 to, to 50 with people we worked with. And now that we're not going to offices, people aren't going to church, like not that I'm religious in any way, but like yeah. there's a lot, there's just a, a, a lack of and, and a really strong desire for community. And you see, I think, I think that's one of the really powerful things about crypto in general, but with NFTs, as you said, it's almost on steroids. The communities that form around NFT projects is, is absolutely incredible. And so we've said that with Dirtbirds, like the project is the community, like the, all the arts and the roadmap, all of that are just like fun mechanisms for the community to come together and interact with each other. So again, like you, you could swap out. Now, I, I obviously love Dirtbirds. Like I, I love the art of Dirtbirds. Like uh, James, our artist is like super talented. I, I, I love like our roadmap. I love the story that we're telling with Dirtbirds. But you could swap that out with, with other art, with different roadmap and build a community around that. But it, it truly is, if the focus is the community, you know, I, I, I think that's what sets apart, you know, some projects that don't quite make it versus, versus them that do. So on to your question with the rug pull. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and talk about it uh, publicly because what happened was yeah. the, the team for this project, it sort of disappeared. You know, they just like weren't responding in Discord. They weren't responding on Twitter. And so a lot of people started saying that it was a rug pull. They'd been gone for like a week or something uh, was my understanding at the time. Okay. And being so community driven and community focused and obsessed with Cardano, right? Like we, we want to create uh, a better space for Cardano NFTs. Like we, we want it to be safer. We want it to be more secure. We want people to be attracted to, you know, to come over to the, and check out the Cardano NFT space. We decided uh, to sort of do what we could to sort of ease the, the pain of that rug pull. And so, yeah, we essentially talked to our community. Again, we, we wanted to make sure that the community was behind this idea. And we said, hey guys, we're thinking about, you know, sweeping the floor of all like the, 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 the cheapest birds uh, that, that were posted on CNFTIO. And uh, we're gonna set up a swap between this project and ours. So basically, if ah. someone was holding an NFT from that project, they could send us one of those and then we would send them a dirt bird in return. And, and it would be from the, the ones that we sort of swept off the floor. Um, so it, it ended up being really successful. To be honest, it, a lot of people are like, oh, that's marketing brilliance or like, it, it truly wasn't that. It's literally, <laughs> we just wanted to make the CNFT space better. In hindsight, it, it was, was marketing brilliance too. Yeah, it was a good play. Like, but I, I honestly, we we weren't thinking about that at the time. We were thinking like, oh my god, another rug pull. And, and by the way, in in full transparency, the we ended up swapping close to around two hundred and fifty two hundred. We made around two hundred and fifty trades. Yeah, um, for that community. Uh, and, and and I should say that that team has resurfaced. Um, sure. Around it was around like a little over a week later, they did resurface, and um, we've talked to them. By the way, I've chatted with them, and, and they were very grateful for like you know what we did. They explained the whole situation. Okay. Um, and so I think they're back and 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 back on track with things now. I I can't say for but sure. If I may just jump in, it goes to show you that, and and this is this doesn't have to be this team. It doesn't have to be you what you guys did, but it goes to show you that with the NFT space continuing to evolve, it's a brilliant market play. And I just need to stay on this because I know it's not all about marketing, but 
if there, if you do have an NFT project where you are caring about your community and you do see another NFT project, and I'm not saying this about the project you talked to, because it sounds like you talked to them slacking off and not giving to their community. What a brilliant move to bring more people into your community. If you care about your community too, because basically you're getting people involved with dirt birds, you're, you're people that may have felt left out or I guess, I mean, again, it sounds like this other team or project and I'd love to talk to, you know, if they ever want to talk to me privately or wherever, that's cool. But it sounds like basically these people were feeling almost maybe scammed in a way. And in mm -hmm. by, and by having a project like yourself that cares and giving your NFTs, you're, you're expanding your audience. You're making a huge, you're making a difference with these people too. Some of them might just sell those NFTs, but some of them might literally stick around for like the rest of their lives and be dirt bird for life. <laughs> dirt bird for life, yeah. Um, honestly, we, we, we did hear that from some people who came over. Um, you know, we, we made the trade and like they're now actives in our Discord on a daily basis. So um, yeah, in hindsight, there were a lot of benefits, but you know, at the time we were just really focused on like, what, what can we do to sort of you know, ease a little bit of the 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 pain uh, of of, uh, of what appeared to be a rug pull at the time. So, I, I think uh, on that topic as well, um, it's difficult for projects to. Uh, by the way, I'd like to say I have seen a couple other projects follow suit. Ada Ninjas, I, I think yesterday they were they were doing something very similar where they were going to swap like a set number of their NFTs for another project that rug pulled or something. So it's yeah. really cool. I, I like applaud them and, and hope we see like more yeah. of that happening. They, yeah, they seem like a great project. I really like what they're doing too. Yeah, totally. You guys kind of started the trend. I've never seen a project do that before. Do you know of any that did it first? Honestly, no. And like I said, it, it, at the time, it was just, it, to me, it was a no-brainer at the time. Like, um, and yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone else do it. But um, oh, the other thing I was going to say, though, is what I'd really, you know, projects like Dirtbirds, name any other project, you know, on CNFT, like, there, there's it's they're in a very difficult situation where we can't necessarily once a project rug pulls you know gloves off right like we're gonna call them out and, and we can basically get involved and, and 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 call it for what it is but when projects are just sort of misbehaving right like i'm seeing a lot of and 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 i saw uh yeah, yeah like yeah. your interview with dead pixel yeah they talked about that as well yeah. where there's a lot of projects that are sort of cropping up and they're they're clearly low quality and, and and by the way this isn't criticizing um their effort it's not criticizing the effort it, but there are projects that seem to be a little you know they're on the lower quality side a lot of them do seem a little cash grabby some of them have the appearance of being a scam and we're also seeing like more and more accounts that are on twitter that are clearly just buying followers one day their project has like 200 followers the next day they have like 4500 or 12,000 or something and they have no engagement. And like, these are all things that the community needs to be looking out for, right? If you're gonna mint a pro if you're gonna mint an NFT, these are the types of things that you should be looking for to sort of avoid getting into a project that's a scam. But on the other side, and this is like sort of pressure on you and other, you Jack that I'm talking to right now and other uh, people who are, who are doing content, they're on Twitter, you have YouTube, content, uh, YouTube videos, is, yeah stand I, I and by the way i'm not meaning to put you on the spot but like stand up for the community and be like yeah. this project seems pretty sketchy 
where did the followers come from? Like, it, like you guys have the ability to do that. I've been talking to more yeah, and more against the platform. Yeah, it, exactly. It's hard for products to do it because it just makes it look like we're trying to talk bad about the competition and we don't see it that way. Like oh, we, we want more high quality projects on Cardano because it yeah. makes all, the entire Cardano NFT space look better. It elevates the whole space, but influence, you know, like, like influencers, like individuals yeah. like you that aren't necessarily associated with the project. You guys have, a new standpoint to be like, hey, exactly. Look, this doesn't exactly. seem right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally We'd love to see that. We'd love to see like more people, you know, I, I understand like what it's like to build a brand, a personal brand and trying to build, you know, your audience and your own following and stuff. And so you don't want to make a load of enemies, like, you know, yeah. like, but I think you'd get a lot of support. I think but some things are just obvious. And if there is an obvious thing, then yeah, I could definitely see the case for standing Standing up and just criticizing it, not even saying it's blatantly a scam, but just criticizing it, I feel like is a good Yeah, I part. think, yeah, we don't want to like, no we, have to be careful. Sure. we don't want to create like a super toxic environment or anything like, you know, where it's just like people are fighting on Twitter. We, there's enough of that already. Um, but I think just from the point of view of like, just picking some like popular topics that are like big, like what are the, the major flags of projects that could potentially copy and paste art, for example, copy and paste roadmaps, for example. I don't even think like the team needs to be um, out in, in the public. Like, I, I know some people feel differently, like they, they want a team that's not anonymous. To me, you would know, like we've been anonymous. This is literally the first time anyone's seen my face like uh, from the Dirt Birds project. And right. I, I don't think anyone suspects Dirt Birds being uh, any sort of scam or, or rug pull whatsoever. We've, no, a, a project that's gonna rug pull is gonna sell out and then just disappear generally. Um, and yeah. I, I think again, what, what would be good to see is like more uh, influencers in the space who were just saying, guys, here are the warning signs, right? Zero, like if they have 15,000 followers on Twitter and no engagement, if they have a super generic copy paste roadmap that is not unique and is also wildly ambitious, this is no offense to anyone who's like building a game for their project. I'm super stoked to see that again, like dead pixel, for example, I'm glad you're about to talk about this though. Yeah, okay, cool. So let's let's yeah. segue into it then because otherwise I'll I'll just keep rambling forever. Yeah, no. So basically, geez, man, I love talking to you already. And this is the first time that me and David have really chatted because we've only done DMs over Twitter and just, you know, I, but you guys well, first of all, let me just say huge thanks to you, man, and to Dirtbirds community because you guys see like when I started covering CNFT uh projects you were one of the first people that like really reached out on a video that I did and like actually mm -hmm. talked to me yeah and I was like why don't you have a twitter account where yeah. is your twitter account <laughs> the twitter yeah so I mean geez talk about buying twitter followers I mean when I I I, I don't do any and all my stuff's wicked organic and to be honest with you I like to think of myself more as like a thought leader mm -hmm. I yeah starting the twitter account you guys hopped on that real quick so huge thanks to that but it was um but it was a special thing you know i mean you guys really did it was the first real surge of an nft pro because i did play to earn games i did DeFi, and i've seen those communities mm -hmm. but an nft community just jumping in and just freaking blasting the comments <laughs> just giving me so much love and i get it yeah it's super helpful for marketing to have like youtubers cover your project and stuff but it just came, it just came at like the right time, I feel like, and it just felt really good because I was still kind of growing. And since then I've, I've like doubled my follower or my subscriber count. Um, so huge thanks to you. Huge thanks to Dirtbirds. 
you guys do hold a special place in the J Crypto Show. But uh, <laughs> so, so one thing I did want to talk about is um, what about you? So like when I look at NFT founders, right? I always try to think, okay, what does this, especially if it's a project that I would classify as has some legs and you guys are sticky AF, you know, I won't swear because I'll have to change the settings on my monetization of this YouTube show. But basically, a so you guys are so sticky and I feel like you guys will be sticky. You have some legs. What are you? Are you a developer? Are you a marketer? What's your skills that you brought to the table? And then I'll ask you about the team and then I'll ask you about anything that you need to outsource. Gotcha. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my history in NFTs is, is, is somewhat brief, which I, I think is maybe a little bit of the charm of Dirtbirds is like, we, we, and so we, we did not really know what we were getting into. We, uh, the, uh, and, and so, so, okay. So yeah, good, good question. Let me sort of like lay out uh, the team. So I'm not a developer. I used to be like a front end engineer years ago. I have not You're done like any, any real coding. Not like a developer, so I'm with you, that. So <laughs> you I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually a product designer, right? So like UI, user interface, user experience. I'm a product designer. Our artist is also a product designer. We've been good friends for like six or seven years now, um, and then we only have one engineer on the team. Uh, we, we have a contract engineer as well, who's like who does the website and such. But there's really only three of us on the team, okay. and that's one of the things that makes us a little different. Is like we have only one engineer. We have one artist and then I'm literally here just like riding on their coattails, essentially. Um, you know, like, no, really, it's like. Um, so you're like, the, you're being humble, but you're kind of like the vision. Yeah, that's what, at least that's what the team tells me. That's what they say. They're like, oh yeah, you've got the vision for the, for the project and uh, it's your job to be on Discord for like 27 <laughs> hours a day and so on. Uh, so, which, which of course I love, I get to hang out with the community. <laughs> So it's a win-win for me. Um, but we're, two, again, two of us are designers by trade and the other is an engineer. And um, we, so our background, like coming into NFT, coming into like an NFT project is um, I'd been around NFTs for maybe only around six weeks or so when I chatted with, with, with James, again, the, the artist, again, we've been friends forever. I was like, we should, we should potentially launch an NFT project. Like I have this story. I had this character in mind uh, of these like goofy birds and we sort of started writing the story of like of the kingdom of Derpatonia and these original uh, and the original dirt birds and like what would come next. And, you know, you're seeing that in the roadmap now. But yeah, yeah my background is not in development and my experience in NFTs is somewhat uh, at, at a novice level still. So I think you see that in our first drop, like in the dirt birds, we did all these things that and, and this isn't this is actually to our detriment like some of these things that we did. The big one that everyone in our community will, will call out is we, we named, uh, if, you've, if you look up the Derpers, if you look up the original 10,000, is we, rather than like just creating an animal and then throwing all kinds of like random attributes on it, like, oh, it has a, you know, a sword or it's got like a knife in its teeth or it's got laser eyes or diamond, a diamond grill or anything, rather than just like having an animal with a bunch of things. We developed 14 characters or 14 archetypes. Yeah. And then we said that basically our dirt birds are sort of a scramble of those archetypes. And you can actually, if you get a bird that has all seven attributes from one archetype, it's called a perfect specimen. Right. And so maybe you've seen that. It's like the, the perfect mad scientist or the perfect, uh, the perfect buff bird, for example. And, um, well, the but, but 
Yeah. What's that? Oh yeah, the perfect day, for example. Dave is um, one of the birds, by the way, for people that don't know. And it's exactly actually, I've learned yeah. pretty valuable because the back attribute for Dave's have an egg. And we'll we'll go into that when we talk about the incubator and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'll talk more about the roadmap. But but so, so the thing that I think that we did so weird in the launch was we took those dirt birds, like those original 10,000 and based off of the rarity of uh, the overall rarity of the bird, which is based off the art type attributes it has, we yeah. put the rarity in the name of the, of the, of the NFT. And so it's like common, you know, common dirt bird, whatever it's number yeah. Yeah. or mystical or rare. And the reason why we did that is because like, I'm a UX designer. I'm a user experience designer in my mind. Right. I, I'm thinking of the end user, the people who are collecting these, the people who are trading these. And I'm like, man, if I'm trading an NFT, I want the, I, why wouldn't I want the rarity in there? It makes it so much easier to understand. But that comes at the massive detriment of like the gamification aspect where getting to know, get, you know, if you're looking at Claynation, for example, and you see the angel wings, you, you know, as someone who's familiar with the product, you know, that's a really rare attribute. Yeah. If the rarity is in the name, it does a couple of things. One, it removes that sort of like gamification at like expertise that you get to develop with the project. But the other thing that it does is it sort of shifts focus away from the art because then you're basically telling people what this bird is worth. It's a common, it's an uncommon, it's a, a scare um, where we typoed scarce in the metadata. It's a scare bird or an epic, uh, you know, an epic. Again, another huge mistake oh, we made, but like- and I think that first of all, it's it's gonna make it i mean for me it made it super easy to see what tier a dirt bird so it's a double-edged sword as you're saying exactly. Second of all, yeah. the scare typo i think that was like great and it added charm to your project because it just showed more authenticity that like you guys are still kind of like figuring it out but, but it's all good like yeah. i think i think the word charm that you mentioned earlier is such a great way to describe that you know it's just like the authenticity that i think people desire and love to see we've heard that from the community and like we're beyond blessed like to have the community that we have and honestly like during our launch it was it was a, it was a rough few days viciously how'd you get such like a viciously like awesome sticky community i dude it just it it, it came down to literally obsessing over the community like the community is insane like they're so awesome man they're like, wild like what just i I, I, I dare you like again it, it's 5 a.m this morning I, I i like go in there and the first thing i see when i open discord is several people are typing you know and i'm like what are they talking about you know it's like of course lots of different time zones but um i dare you to go in there on monday morning like <laughs> so wild it's it's very like reminiscent of like the wolf of wall street like yeah. people are just like swinging from the chandeliers and jumping on desks like it, 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 it's absolutely wild so yes our community was like by the way that's like a very and i've studied a lot of different types of projects in crypto and that's a very healthy sign of a project in my opinion is when you have a lot of gifts, when you have a lot of inside jokes, memes. I think that's like always, like, I think the first time I heard that was from the founder of Tron, maybe in an interview. That's usually a very healthy sign that the project is, has like a lot of um, bullishness, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, we, we take a little bit of credit because it, it's just been the primary focus of the project. But truly, there are so many outstanding members in the community. I won't even start naming them because I know I'll forget too many other awesome yeah, ones. Yeah. And 
What's I love them thing? all, but th- there are just so many of them, dude. If we, if, 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 like, I didn't log in for a few days, I don't think Discord would skip a beat. Like, they would just be in there, you know, talking amongst themselves, having fun, starting up, you know, Twitter t- or tweet tornadoes, like, where they're, you know, hyping up people on Twitter and, and you know, so. Like, and there's, there's got to be a reason, too. I always think, because, I mean, I won't go into this too much, but your community is just awesome, man. <laughs> well how about how about you have them tell you in the comments of your video here like if dirt birds are watching this like <laughs> tell that you you guys try to explain yourselves like why do you believe in why do you why do you yeah let me ask them a direct question here so what are the what's the top reason why you believe in dirt birds long term i'm gonna just float that out there and i just i'm curious so that's a selfish thing for me to ask and and i'm very excited to see what the comments are but <laughs> Um, let me, uh, let me go into something else here. So what I think is, yeah, there's scams and I hear your point about, yeah, content creators got to be more vigilant and there's things uh, definitely to point out and I'm all on board with that. Like a hundred percent. My thing is though, there's also a lot of projects that have like a good intent, but just probably will fail. Mm. And for those types of projects, what I'm seeing is and I talk about this a lot in my channel and there's a lot of regulatory like regulation on clarity when mm-hmm. we get into things like royalties passive income distributions things like that that will probably get sorted out in the next couple of years but I always look at okay what kind of utility what kind of value add is this project really giving slash aiming to give and with a lot of the art NFTs, because I have studied a lot on Ethereum. I've studied a lot on the Binance Smart Chain. I've studied a lot on, obviously, Cardano and and, and play to earn games and other dApps on Polygon, too, and some stuff on Solana. And what I'm seeing from things like Cool Cats, for example, it's like for an art NFT project, which is what I would classify you guys as to start. And, and I know that's, in my mind, a little bit derogatory. But listen, I love you guys. For a project that starts out with great art, but doesn't have additional utility, and I know that you guys have the eggs, so we'll get to that in a minute. But basically, with that kind of setting, you almost have this, this uh, like limitless sky of building IP. Because mm-hmm. if you're an art NFT project, then there's so many ways to slice it up down the road and build out your characters and your story and create IP, which will definitely benefit as a utility long-term for your original series. So is that what you're kind of aiming to, is that the, because that's the feeling I'm getting. It's kind of like, you're trying to make some real IP from this. And is that the main utility or are, and we can talk about the eggs like after, but is that kind of the direction that you're trying to go? Uh, so that's a, that's a big question. And it's, I, I love that more people are starting to have that conversation because, um, so, so someone it's all I talked about, bro, like I well, swear it's, it's, it, it needs to be talked about a lot more because, um, so I think it was like two days ago, uh, Fahadouken on, on Twitter, right. Big, big CNFT influencer, like awesome guy, awesome opinions. He actually started an, an incredibly interesting, and I'll send it to you after this, an incredibly interesting conversation on Twitter yeah. where he was talking about this exact topic. And, he, and he's basically asking the question, 
he, and and it, it, I'm not going to do it justice. I'm going to butcher it. But he's basically asking the question, you know, if a project has no roadmap and they launch an original collection of arts and they do nothing else, is that a rug pull? Is it okay to do to just do that and do nothing else? And he goes on to ask pose many more interesting questions. And I'm so glad that the conversation is starting to be had more because it needs to be okay for projects to do that. So long as they're setting expectations up front, here's what we're here to do. If you go to the Derpers Twitter account, it says Derpers hyphen gamified NFT collecting experience. We're not a video game. We're not solely an art project. We are a community focused project that is trying to gamify the, the experience of collecting, of collecting NFTs. Now, what that means, okay. I, can't even, I, I can't even reveal all the details yet because there's too many spoilers there for our community. But when you, you think about, you know, as kids, I was obviously big into Pokemon and other TCGs. Like, Pokemon guy. Yeah, and there's like, there's the game itself, the Pokemon, like, you know, playing the actual game. But then there's the experience of just like collecting the Pokemon cards, which was yeah. wildly fun. There's community around that. There's, you know, there's expertise involved. You can spot a, a, more, ra- a more valuable or rare card. And so with Derpers, like we're trying to check several boxes. One is like, we do want to capture that fun that's associated with just collecting scare rare items, right? The, the NFTs themselves. But when you talk about utility, we're, because you're right, there's a lot of regulatory uncertainty uh, currently brewing here in the US on like, where is this going to go? Especially when we talk about royalties and such. Yeah. And we see, there, it, it's too common to see these new NFT projects come out and say, here's our drop, we're super unique, we're super extraordinary, like, we're going to build a game, we're going to have royalties, we're going to have stake pull rewards, we're going to have like all of these things, we're going to do airdrops. It's just like all of these buzzwords that honestly, I think we fast forward, I mean, six months in NFT land is like decades, we fast forward six months out from now, I think the conversations that are going to be had, and what project, how projects are allowed to operate six months from now, will be different than they are now. Right now, especially on Cardano, it's in its infancy, and so every product coming out is trying to get as much attention as possible, which I understand, right? And so they're saying we're community focused, we're game, we're going to build a game, we're going to, we have this extraordinary roadmap of mating and, 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 and breeding and all those things. And to be honest, it ends up, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel original or anything, but projects, in, in my opinion, need to feel as if they can be authentic and say, here's our real plan for our project. We're not going to be doing royalties. We're not going to be messing with staples. Like we're artists and yep. we want to create cool art and we want to put it out there. For, with our project, we keep saying, we've said from the beginning, a, a couple things. One, the community is the project. We're going to do, we're going to build whatever we can to sort of um, enable, uh, sort of enable community growth, uh, both in terms of size, like growing the size of the community and also growing sort of the ties, the bonds between the community. So that's a big focus. Uh, and then the other focus, uh, again, is just on sort of that, that, that gamified element. We're here to, to, to honestly make cool art that's fun to collect. The rest of it is just buzz for us. Like maybe we'll do stake pool rewards. Maybe we'll do royalties. You know, there, there's a million other things that we could speculate on. But truly, at the end of the day, you could bet money on the fact that we're going to build things that prioritize community. And we're going to build things that are, that are just fun, funny interesting to collect and and that is is sitting on a foundation of a story of sort of the derp universe like that's where the project's going so and and if i may just hop in there and just for my audience too just to add some value and not necessarily play devil's advocate but also just kind of like 
people should watch out for this, honestly. Mm-hmm. There is an element, and, and I'll, I'll throw this to you to just comment on, of, yeah, it's totally cool for pro, not necessarily dirt birds, because I think that what you guys have is you're aiming for a little more depth than a lot of other projects, per mm-hmm. se. But there is, yeah, it's okay to be authentic and basically just release, you know, an art collection and that be it. And that's, that's okay. And not be called a, a rug pull as long as you set those things up front. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there is going to be a squeeze out pretty mm-hmm. soon. And even on Cardano, man, like I'm watching the charts and I'm seeing, I'm seeing projects come in daily. And mm-hmm. it's insane how many projects are coming out. And I do think that projects that just do the art, even if the art is exceptional in six months from now, when there's thousands to tens of thousands of projects potentially on Cardano alone, I do think that they're, if they're lacking any other utility, people should be careful because it's not going to, like eventually there's going to be too much supply. Because I also collected sports cards and I've in Pokemon cards, but I've made money mostly on selling NBA 2018 Panini Prism. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what, what I've done to make a lot of cash on, on eBay. So I do know how important the supply to demand ratio is. Mm-hmm. Comments? Yeah, it's a good point. I honestly, I, I won't pretend to, to be able to say for sure what'll happen. I, yeah, I think that there will always be um, room. Imagine a known artist or a known brand that wants to come into the NFT space and, and literally just release art. I think there'll always be a market for that. I think, imagine the creators of Rick and Morty, for example, decide to launch a project on Cardano. You know, that would be sweet. Well, yeah. That would be, I, and my, my, my only point to this, and maybe we kind of agree here, Rick and Morty though has so much IP, you know, like I think, I think if the art is able to create that IP and create some real like valuable intellectual property that makes people feel a certain way, mm-hmm. I think that's where the value would come from, from Rick and Morty releasing an art project. And, and people would totally value that because it's, because it's Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, if Joe Schmo and his, you know, a team of, I don't know, two, two friends from high school or whatever releases something and it doesn't have that necessarily IP, then I just don't want people to get their hopes up on a project like that. And it could be a hit, like we've seen crazy stuff in crypto, but it might just be because we're in kind of a bullish market in the NFT space. Yeah. Totally. What do you think about, do you agree? Yeah, that's a, that's a totally fair point. I think that at the but end I of the day- Has like a unique angle and it's all right if you're if if Dirtbirds is saying exactly what you said. Like you don't need to promise the moon. But my sense of you, Dave, and I haven't met anybody else from your team, so I can't speak to them. But I'm sure they're great people. Mm-hmm. If they're partnering with you, you're not going away. <laughs> like you're not going anywhere. So is this like? Can I ask you, is this like a long, long-term thing for you that you're thinking the next 10 years, 20 years of your life is going to be in this group birds? Or well, is- I think it, it, you know, it's hard. I, I would love that. I, I should say, I would love if that happens, but yeah. there's so many external factors, right? We have to think about, um, and so we talk about this all the time, even with the community, we say, 
so so a little bit of context on the roadmap right we're currently we've released chapter one and we're in season one right so season one will have multiple chapters i think we're looking at around six chapters now by the way you can see a lot of this information on our website if you go to the roadmap page we have like details of uh, of all season one we have some details around season two which we haven't really talked about yet you know publicly yeah. or too much with the community yeah, yeah yeah but we um we think that season two won't even start until probably february or march of next year of 2022 yeah. so However, even that, I mean, think about what happens. What happens if there is massive regulatory crackdown on NFTs? What happens if, you know, crypto enters like a super wild, you know, bearish winter phase, like where it just everything just completely dies off? Well, at the end of the day, um, there, there's, you know, there's always going to be we, we we don't want any of those things to happen. We yeah. want to have a free market to be able to, you know, to to create the the Dirtbirds IPN. We want to have. We want to obviously see the crypto like bull market sort of continue on. Uh, but at the end of the day, there are these externalities which we can't control. We have families and such. And so, if you know, if NFTs just die or if crypto just implodes for some reason, uh, then it might be much more difficult to continue, uh, you know, pushing the project at that point. However, again. Assuming there's no black swan events like that, yes, the plans for dirt birds are extensive. Like we, you keep saying, like we have an IP, like we have we have an idea for like a, a you know strong you know intellectual property for for dirt birds. Yeah, like there's a lot of things that we're thinking about. That honestly, if there were ten of us, you'd already see so much more of that developed. But you know, we're we're, we're even right now, it's just go 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 go, working as hard as we can to get as much as the roadmap out as we can right now. Yeah. So I think that, and you guys also to your, like to your credit even i always say this on my channel whenever there's a new technological shift and this is really the first big one that i've been of age to really like participate in because mm -hmm. i'm only 23 so but i've done a lot of research on the social media and then you know web 2.0 if we want or web 1 whatever you want to call it 2000 <laughs> yeah. area yeah and it always does seem like there's a big piece of the market for the smaller teams and i'm not saying i'm not saying that to diminish like your team size because honestly what you guys have done is quite impressive in my opinion already but for you guys to almost grab a nice little chunk early and only the people that execute quickly and really execute on that have the the luxury or the opportunity to do that and then you start to see bigger IP bigger companies come in, but it almost doesn't matter because you got in so early, in my opinion, I still think it's super early for Cardano NFTs. I really do. I think yeah. it's super early for Cardano. I think it's super early for NFTs, if I'm being quite honest with you. Very early. That I'm I just I just wanted to give you credit for seeing that and and going towards that. Why did you choose Cardano? Are you just like me, like a Cardano nut? Or yeah, basically, I, I've been in crypto for a few years and have been a big Cardano fan for you know a while, and and I love the other, I love all of crypto. By the way, well, not all of it. It's a bunch of garbage out there for sure. But like, I love you know, I'm not gonna like hate on any of the top 100 projects. Like, I think they're most of them are trying to do uh, pretty amazing things. But in terms of like, you think about like the the the, the competitors. You have Solana, Ethereum, for example. Like. I think they're in, obviously incredible projects, um, but Cardano is just the one that, in particular, um, is the most appealing to me to be building on. And a lot of that is, 
not only do I like Cardano for the problems that it's trying to solve, but also yeah. it's, it is still so early. Like e yeah. even, like, of course I, I hold Ethereum, I hold, of course I hold Bitcoin, I hold Solana, but like if I were you know, picking one to build on, like for me, it was, it was no brainer to go to Cardano. And a big part of that was just because it's, it is still very early. It would be foolish not to capitalize on that opportunity that, that you're sort of describing where being early does get you, know, it's a land grab in a way where yeah. being early does get you some benefit that no matter how good your project is six months from now, that's a benefit that you cannot sort of, you know, invent for yourself. You could still rise to the top, but that, 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 that one benefit's going to always be working against you. So look at TikTokers. I mean, the first TikTokers could go viral after like, uh, like a little dance move, you know? Exactly. And, and that's like, that's great. That's, I give those TikTokers credit. I'm not saying that that shouldn't happen. They, they were bold enough to be a, a 30 year old dude on TikTok doing some dance move. So, <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, gosh, one thing I would like to talk about because I owe it to you is, and the Dirt Birds community, of course, and to my audience, because I think it's kind of a cool thing. Talk to me and explain to me as if like, I just knew absolutely nothing what this incubator event is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, prepare yourself because I'm going to get sweaty and really loud because when you talk about roadmap, I get so excited that like, I, I literally can't contain myself. I'm <laughs> like, I'm literally here in my apartment, right? So I, I live with my girlfriend. She goes to work and I'm like, literally like typing away. We have like over 60,000 words written like for our roadmap you know, these plans, storyline, like uh, features and such. And a lot of the, a lot of these are project requirements. And I'm literally walking around my apartment by myself, talking out loud, thinking about these roadmap features. So yeah, let's get into that. Um, so yeah, as I said, a few minutes ago, we're chapter one, the first 10,000 derp birds, like that, that was chapter one. It's sort of the introduction to the derp birds universe and like, what are they and, and the lore behind the derp birds. And a lot of that's still being developed and written, like all the backstory. And we're sort of like having fun with it and letting the community also get involved with that. Um, uh, by the way, the idea, so the quick idea for the incubator is if you have a derp bird, any derp bird, any of the 10,000, you can bring it to our website and go to the incubator page. That, that's on the, I think it's the 26th. Uh, it's Tuesday after this next Tuesday is when the incubator goes live. You can bring any bird to the incubator and use the incubator to get an egg. Two weeks after that, you hold on to the egg. Two weeks after that, you'll bring it back to our website, to the hatchery, yeah. and you'll be able to use your egg to hatch it to get a derpling. By the way, someone from the community came up with the, with the name derpling. So oh, again, yeah. it's just one of those things that like, I mean, you see crazy meme coins that are the babies of meme coins. And I'm not promoting meme coins because I'm like, yeah. I hate, I like, listen, I respect meme culture. I hate meme coins. I just don't like them. And that's just my stance because, you know, it's, it's just, it takes away, I think, for new people about what crypto is. But the cuteness aspect is huge. I mean, I've seen, I think there's one called Baby Doge. There's one called Baby Shiba or something. And mm -hmm. just adding that layer of cuteness or an NFT on uh, Cardano, you mm -hmm. know, not to take away from Dirtbirds, but I think it's Baby, oh, Baby Alien Club. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. Or, or um, we've seen Cardano apes do their Baby Apes mm -hmm. or not. Yeah. So, Derplings is going to be, I think, so adorable. I picture yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that there's a lot, there, well, there's a lot to unpack there is what you just said. I, I, when I look at like the, this isn't true universally for every NFT product, but I do see like sort of this triad of attributes that 
people seem to be drawn to with the art of NFTs. And, and so yeah, there's three yeah, of them. Yeah. Either it can be really cool, it can be really funny, or it can be really cute, or it can be a mix of those three things, right? Really so funny. if you look at Clay Nation, for example, Clay Nation looks super cool. Like not everyone loves Clay Nation. I'm a huge fan, but if you look I at their agree. art, it's super cool. And some of it's and some of it's cute, but uh, and and also it's somewhat funny. They're sort of hitting all three of those. Yumi's is the same way, like Yumi Universe. Um, their Naru character. Some of them look so cool, right? But they all look cute, right? At the end of the day, all the Yumi, uh, Naru characters look cute. Yeah. Um, and then some of them look funny. And so they're hitting on all three of those attributes as well. So with Dirt Birds, our Dirt Birds are definitely lean more into the funny. Some of them are super cool if you get like a, a dirt bird with like a buff body buff body and deity eyes like that's the sickest combo like uh, I, I don't even have one of those like i want one so bad but like th that's an awesome combination they look really cool but then our dirt birds don't really have like the cuteness factor going for them so bringing the derplings in there it's more than just we want to introduce babies it's it's, it's a part of the story too so yeah. with the story um, we've sort of written the story from the point of view that like we're humans who were sort of discovering this humanoid weird bird species yeah. and they're living their own weird life. Like, why are they, why are they following these 14 archetypes? Like, why is there a DJ bird and a Viking bird in the same society? It just, we can't understand the dirt birds. It's this whole thing. It's impossible to understand, but we know there's no females, right? There, there, there are none. They're all male birds. But one of the one of the archetypes is a mad scientist. And so the derpers do want to continue their society. They want to build out the kingdom of Derpatonia. And so in order to do that, our mad scientist character has sort of developed this incubation device that allows the fully like exclusively male species of derpers to create eggs and to be able to have babies. So that, that's the idea behind from like a story point of view of the incubator. Um, and then functionally, the way that it works is um, you can come to our website, you can, you create an account using your discord, you know, your discord account, it's literally one click or two clicks, and then you connect your wallet to, to your account that you've created. And you, you just do like a manual registration. It takes a couple seconds. We turn that functionality on, on Tuesday. And I think we have over a thousand registered wallets already. So a thousand people have, have come in and like registered their wallets, getting ready for the incubator and stuff. It's still a week away. Um, and so once you've connected your wallet, you'll the, the a lot of people are asking questions about this by the way so i can just refer them to this video um but you'll come you'll come to the incubator page and you'll essentially and you can have multiple wallets connected but when it when it comes time to select which bird which of your ten which of the birds that you hold you want to incubate you'll select the wallet first that contains the bird and then you'll see all the birds in that wallet and when you click on the bird you'll see its name and its and its status because if the bird is already incubated it can incubate again. There, there are some exceptions, but you'll be able to see its status on whether or not it can incubate and create an egg. Then you'll just, you know, click incubate and then you'll get the instructions, you know, send uh, where to send the A to two, for example, and then you get the egg sent back to you. And that's how it works. That's so cool, man. I'm, I'm excited to see these derplings. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, uh, not only are the derplings going to be, uh, I mean, and by the way, James, our designer, our artist, has only shown me one derpling. I've only seen one. The community's like, you know, like flipping tables and everything, like wanting to see the derplings. I'm like, guys, like I've only got to see one derpling. By the way, if you want to see a preview of the derpling, yeah. I tweeted a few days ago our three our uh, pictures of our three coffee mugs. Like we have the three of us are on here, and under Art Derp's coffee mug in his photo, it's sitting on his iPad, and on his iPad you can see the derpling. He's sort of like a sneak peek wow. of the derpling. So, so go check out that tweet if you haven't seen it. And so it's yeah. a little preview of the derpling 
But what we have leading up to, and I'm so excited to talk about this, yeah. and we haven't really talked about this anywhere. Um, we sort of teased it a bit on Discord, but what we're, I keep seeing in Discord that like leading up to the incubation is going to be so much fun. Like we have so many surprises planned. Uh, and one of the big ones that I, I won't spoil all the, I won't spoil all the details, but we're going to release a video on, 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 on probably Saturday on this coming Saturday, leading up to the incubation going live. And it's going to be super fun events, like the video, what we're going to be doing in discord. Um, so we, we just have this like awesome plot twist. It, it'll, it'll sort of be, you know, um, played out over discord and over Twitter and everything. And, uh, so what we're planning is gonna be a lot of fun. None of our community sees it coming. I mean, and they do figure everything out long. I don't know how either, like we yeah. can throw them the smallest clue and, and they, they sort of decipher it and figure it all out, but no one has guessed what's coming yet. So I'm so excited. You have, like, to be uh, you have like an interesting, and I'm just going to talk about your community and hop in real quick. It almost seems to me like a community of, since they're early into crypto, and not since they're early, I've already kind of seen what they say on certain platforms. So I just will say that they're very intelligent, but they're also like the ideal fan of like a, uh, like, I don't know, like uh, of a series or of a show. It's like they're following it as if it's their favorite like show. And maybe that's true with a lot of NFT projects, but I think more so with with your community. Like they're really invested, like um, like emotionally. <laughs> like, in a Yeah, you should be, again, I dare you to jump in Discord chat and just like see yeah. all the conversations happening about the project. We have a, we have a channel just called Project Ideas. Yeah. And honestly- I'm, it's so inspiring. Just go through that and read all the community submitted ideas, many of which make it into our project, like many of which we've adopted. Sometimes we tell them, this is an awesome idea. Yes, we're going to run with that. And sometimes we don't, and we just take the idea and then we're going to, we're going to surprise the community with like, yeah, we we're implementing this idea. Um, but the, honestly, what you've described is. Can I play, with you for, can I play, play on that for a second? Oh, go for it. So have you, and maybe you've thought of this, but you don't have to tell me if you have. Have you thought of like down the road? Cause this is where I get into NFTs and stuff, just talking about potential thoughts too. So I, I'd love to see that page, honestly. Have you thought about somehow rewarding the idea makers in a way down the road? Like, yeah, through a number of ways. I mean, it's especially so, if it's like an idea that like you don't even have to say that you're going to reward them until after the fact. And then mm -hmm. it's like kind of uh, incentive based. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how to totally. reward them, but I just think that that would be a really cool little extension. Maybe you've already thought of that, but. Absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of what we're doing. Okay. So again, it's, it's another topic that I could like scream about because it's so much fun to talk about, but it, it is yeah. again, building the community in a way that incentivizes and rewards engagement. It yeah. is a huge part of like a cycle that, that we, we, we are working on. Yeah. There's one massive feature that we're working on. We haven't talked about it. I can't share the details yet, but um, it is all about that. It's not just about ideas per se, but it, it is much more about uh, incentivizing engagement and rewarding and, and, and sort of following that cycle. And I think that's critical for at least our type of NFT projects um, because interactivity uh, like be between members and in between like the utility that we build and the community is going to be crucial to the success of Dirtbirds. So yes, one thing we have to be very careful about though 
we saw with Mechaverse, right? Recently on Ethereum, huge project of like 225,000 followers on Twitter. The cool like Gundam like mech project. Super I haven't seen. I haven't seen that project. Just so you I, I, I won't pretend that I'm an expert on 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 their project or anything. But I only read, and so I, I really don't want to spread uh, spread misinformation. But I, I read something about they had leaked some of the details of their roadmap to an exclusive small group of people. And the details of that room, basically, without, I'm not going to do it justice, but essentially made some of the NFTs in the collection more valuable than others. So if you knew that beforehand, you would go and pick up those NFTs, wait for their value to skyrocket and then sell them. So one of the things we have to be very careful about is if someone submits an idea. It's like um, trading, right? <laughs> it, it basically becomes insider trading. So one thing that we're super cautious yeah. with is not revealing t- details so one of the things, there, there's a handful of community members that I bounce ideas off, off of, but we never share specifics or details or give any sort of incentive, uh, any sort of like uh, uh, indication that we're, that we're going in that path. It's just, what if we did this? What are your thoughts on this? And the reason, excuse me, the reason why we talk to uh, these individuals, because they've been around the NFT space for a long time. So we're curious, they're sort of like lore masters. Like we can go to them and be like, have you seen this before in the space? How did it play out? What do you think about it? You think it could work from dirt birds, but in general, we're, we're trying to be very cautious because we want to make sure that the moment we talk about the future roadmap, yeah. if there's any sort of benefit that one type of bird, whether it's an archetype or a rarity level, if it's going to benefit in some way, we want to make sure that we're putting all that information out there in publicly. Way. Yeah, exactly. Publicly. And it may not go out as an announcement. I mean, seriously, like again, a, an ongoing joke in our discord is like, I can't help but to spoil things like all the time. I, I just, I can't do that in real life. I buy like Christmas gifts for someone. I, I, as soon as I see them, I want to give them to them. So like, if I know something about like the, what's coming with the project, I, I have a very hard time keeping it to myself. And I want to like drop it in general chat. And I don't at mention, I don't like do an at everyone. I just like whisper it out and, and, you know, general chat sees it. And so I have a hard time keeping, keeping those details uh, secret until they're ready to go public. But yeah, yeah we, it, that's a good topic, though. It, it rewarding people for in general for just being active and engaged is and, is a big part of it. And I should probably say too, while we're speaking about some of these things, because I didn't say it, and usually I do at the beginning of the video. This is not a sponsored video by mm-hmm. any means. So full disclaimer: this is not a sponsored video. Me and Dave just happened to talk over Twitter. It's not like I'm getting paid to promote dirt birds or anything. I do own a dirt bird. So full disclosure. So I just want to put that out there. Just No, and that's another good topic um, in general. Like we get, I, I can show my, in fact, we talked about this in Discord a few days ago as well. The, the number of people like DMs I get on Twitter for like these huge shilling accounts, it's like 10 or 15 a day now. The accounts have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're like, we'll promote your project. I don't even read them because there, there's so many of them and they're so generic and, and I'm so against paying for any kind of promotion. And I, I understand the yeah. temptation, like, especially when you're, you're just starting off, like we're still a small project, by the way, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any like, you know, grandiose, like, or, or sort of like conflated vision of what Dirt Birds is. We're still small, but when you're first starting and you're at that like thousand follower and like, you're just kicking off your project. Yeah, the the pressure to like build that following is very high. And so one thing I would say is if 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 someone out there who is either starting a product or thinking about starting a project, uh, a piece of advice I have is like just don't 
do it. Do yeah. not pay for promotion. Do not buy followers. Yeah. If you don't have organic growth, you're not going to have a strong community. Without the community, I don't know what your project will be without the community. Can I just, can I just interrupt you, Dave? Yeah. Because I, I'm so passionate about this, man. The thing is, as a content creator, I've had the unique privilege now to get emails for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And basically the way I've structured my account, it's all through organic marketing. My audience, I be a, I'm as authentic as possible. And any sponsorships that, first of all, I tr- like for a sponsored video, I will always let you know if I'm doing a sponsored video. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it really works that well. Like I have a couple sponsorships that I've just kind of liked the team and I'm working with them and whatnot. And I'm doing some kind of like talking about their products, like behind the scenes too. So mm-hmm. more of a consulting role. And sometimes I'll mention them, but I'll always be transparent. The thing is though, there's certain projects I feel like that reach out to me and maybe I've done a video on them. Maybe I've, I haven't, but I'll always tell you. And so you'll, you'll know. But the thing is like, I don't think it would really work because if it's not a project that I really believe in, I'm kind of giving that vibe to my audience anyways, mm-hmm. because I can't not be authentic the same way that you have a tough time in the discord, not giving out teasers. I just have a tough time. If I think a project kind of stinks to mm-hmm. not be like, but where's the utility, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, so, so I don't, so another thing for projects that are facing that same problem that Dave is talking about too, if I may just give my two cents, um, I would also recommend to do things organically and focus on elevating the quality of your NFT and focus on the quality of your utilities. Because if you're paying somebody to basically shill your project, I mean, at the end of the day, you could get in trouble. I feel like the potentially down the road when things all resurface. And secondly, it's not going to work if you're trying to build something long-term. Yeah. Oh, I agree completely. The, the, the foundation of the project. I mean, you look at, I, I, it's, it's not universally true. Like there, there are projects like CyberKongs on Ethereum, for example, that have like the, the banana token. There are people who are really yeah. into that project because of the royalties payout. And like, yeah, I have no idea what the community for that project is. I, I, I have no idea, but yeah. I imagine there are lots of people it's who are drawn pretty, to projects for things. It's a pretty big community. Yeah. yeah well, I, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but, I, but I think like, unless you have something incredible to offer like that, um, it, I don't know what your foundation is. Like if you don't, if you're not offering, so you think about all the reasons why, and I'd be curious to hear what you think on this as well, but like all of the reasons why people get into NFTs, there's art, there's community. We talked about that at the very beginning. Like we have the sense of like, uh, to, to want to have a, a sense of community and to make friendships. And I, stuff. Love that. I love that point that you made at the beginning. Cause I haven't heard that like enough, man. That was great. And that kind I mean, of like was, I think, of uh, this whole video if somebody's watching go back and watch that one part what dave is saying what like his thoughts on you know churches you mentioned i know that you said you're not religious but just like a lack of community in society and yeah. if he's giving that so keep going man what are the other reasons that you see and then i'll jump in yeah so it's art it's community it's utility a, a big one that is uh i think that people sort of turn their nose up is just profitability like being able to make money there's nothing wrong with that in the real world, you know, like outside of NFTs, like people do trade arts to make money, baseball cards, like exactly. Um, and, and, and fine arts, right? People buy that as an investment because it appreciates in value. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, so those are like the four, I think that there are probably other ones as well, but yeah, I'd be curious to hear what you think. Um, so, so again, there's like, there's, there's 
nothing wrong with making any one of those the focus of your project. I just think that without a fan base, right, without, without that sense of community, what, whatever yours is, if you're trying to draw people in for, uh, because you're, you're sort of trying to develop something, you'll probably get in trouble with, with a, by classifying your project as a security if you're telling them they're going to make a lot of money. But um, the, there are all of these you know, different factors that people may be drawn to an NFT product for. Yeah. Uh, but I truly, with, uh, to your earlier point, when you talk about saturation in the space, with all of these NFT products launching, I don't know how you do it without having, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I love the word community, but at the very least, like some sort of fan base, a very strong following of people who are organically and like sincerely into the product. If you're paying for them, for those followers, like you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You don't have a community. You get zero engagement on Twitter. People aren't gonna mince your projects and they're not gonna be there when things aren't going great. Like. You know, if things aren't, if things aren't sunshine, all sunshine. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how people can do it without like just obsessing over community. To me, it's like, uh, again, every product's different. I respect that people are going to be in different products for different reasons, but I can't imagine Dirt Birds like being fo- like primarily focused on anything other than just like, what can we do to, again, grow the community in size and also improve the bonds between the community that we already have there. So it's a, it's a hard thing to to do, but people should just really resist the urge to buy followers or to, to pay for promotions. And I'll just say a couple more things here because I wanted to keep this roughly between an hour and an hour or 45 minutes to an hour and a half, but we'll just keep it short. And we can always have you back on the channel, Dave. Sure. But there's, a, there's another thing too that I wanted to touch on with that. And I'll say something before. So I have a, a couple of questions here that I wanted to finish on, but let me just say one thing, because I can't, man. You're, you're too fun to talk to. So <laughs> the other thing, if I could just add to, I was uh, listening to a podcast, I think it was today, and I'll give credit to where credit's due. I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk, and he was talking okay. to an artist. Forget which artist. But basically, like, if you're already, like, I think where people are going to have a huge opportunity from the investment standpoint is picking projects that have a community like surefire. So like what I mean by that is obviously there's the dirt bird side of things where, you know, uh, bright entrepreneurs like yourselves on your team started something and actually like got a piece of the action. But then there's also like, okay, but who are the players that have already elevated in society? And can they create a project that like an artist, if you will, that mm-hmm. can basically, once they create that project, the community, of their fans is already coming into it. So they're just going to have like uh, this, this tailwind effect because the community will just propel them. So like, I just think that that's an interesting facet that's probably going to be coming into the market. And then that's where I think you'll see things like dirt birds partnering, like or or certain projects in Cardano NFT space. But I think dirt birds, you know, is up there. So they have the potential to do this. I think the early projects, like how do you think about, eventually like branching out and partnering with some of these other, you know, celebrities and bringing them into events and stuff. I mean, the potential is limitless. So I don't want to talk too much about stuff that hasn't happened yet, but I just think that it's coming, man. Well, yeah. Sorry. Finish your point. I just think it's coming and there's going to be a point when basically you have these artists who have these fans that 
have aligned financial interests mm-hmm. with the artist, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, they're going to own the NFT, basically yeah. market the NFT for the artist. And those artists that are coming into the NFT market, you're going to have this nice little spot where like projects like yourselves and people that are getting into the NFT space with real utility in mind, like things that are actually going to be valuable kind of meet and merge. And the NFT space is so cool because you can partner with as many projects as you want and do cool collabs with um, on the road in perpetuity by being like an early project. Yeah. Well, uh, huge topic there that we could literally do an entire other recording on. But first of all, I love Gary. We'll have to. Like Gary Vaynerchuk. I actually talked to Gary V years ago, like when he he was like first blowing up. I was like a marketing student. And like I call in the Gary V show. Uh, and talked and had questions for him and so like it, I some YouTube video I was like your age like it was like 10 years ago and I was like ah, hi Gary yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like so nervous <laughs> I would and, probably sad if I was talking to him so yeah exactly I was, I was <laughs> such a huge fan um but yeah I so that is such a good point and and the obvious like the the you know the elephant in the room here is Clay Nation their Halloween collaboration with Good Charlotte uh, coming up like which is not only is that awesome like on multiple levels but it's, and I won't even, I won't touch on all those levels, but the, the, one of the, the, the things that is super exciting, and this is somewhat selfish, is that, yes, it does bring new people into the Cardano NFT space. Many. Yeah, exactly. Like, when you have such a huge known brand like that. Now, imagine what happens, and, and, and there's, this is a double-edged sword here. Imagine what happens, um, I, th- I think it's like McDonald's or something that's like saying they're working on an NFT product. I don't know exactly what that's about, but, but think about what's going to happen. Think about these brands that already have wild, diehard fan bases, right? And they're already, they already have huge IP. And I'm thinking of like Disney. I'm thinking of Marvel. I'm thinking of Nintendo. You, I have no doubts in the next 12 months, we will see NFT plays by them. Now, the reason why it's a double-edged sword, one, it's awesome. It's going to bring more people into the NFT space. Two, they, they have the resources to do something incredible. You know, like just, we can't even comprehend yet. The thing that I think people need to look out for, and this is one of the red flags, in my opinion, when, when as an NFT collector that I look for, is yeah. are these projects using other brands' IP? Are you using Nintendo IP in your NFT projects? Are yeah. you using Disney, which owns Star Wars, Marvel? Yeah. Are you using their IP? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm telling you. I I, actually, I don't need to tell you. Everyone knows. You can do a video, you can post a video on YouTube talking about why Nintendo is like the greatest thing ever and they will strike you down, right? Like they're so protective of their IP as is Disney, again, who owns like Star Wars. And, like, and so one thing that scares me a lot are these projects. Dude, I think between that and the regulatory things like projects that have classified themselves as securities oftentimes by accident, Man, I I can very much envision an atmosphere over the next 12 months where we have projects that are just going to disappear, even some products that are bigger, because either they're going to get fined massively from the SEC for, for you know, in, in, because they're not in line with what they need to be doing in order to, because they classified themselves as security. I know, I know in your interview with DeadPixels, like you guys talked a little about, about that as well. Yeah, he but has also, thoughts on that. For sure. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, but also, and I'm not an expert on that. I just know I've, I, with the Coco Loco situation, for example, I don't know if you like know the story on Coco Locos, but like, um, like the drink, like in the Bahamas. No, Coco Locos, the, the, the CNFT project, they're like, they're still like the 12th biggest or 
something, but they, they, oh, okay. yep. a huge influencer on YouTube. Like I, I won't, I won't name drop or anything, but like he launched this Cardano, this project on the CNFT project sold out, obviously, you know, instantly, this was a couple months ago. And, and then he posted a YouTube video talking about how the project was going to become super valuable, right? Like the NFTs become really valuable. So immediate, and then he, he, he basically shut down the project, refunded everyone and just like, hasn't talked anymore about NFTs at all. Yeah. I don't blame him, but it's it super scary. So imagine projects that aren't, he, he had the luxury of probably being pretty well connected. And someone was like, dude, you just misstep. Imagine on some of these projects, your little indie project, your team of three or something, you don't have those resources or those connections and you don't know that you've done that. And all of a sudden you're getting subpoenaed or something from SEC. Then the other one is again, imagine, imagine being this team of three or four people and you're getting, you know, basically notice from Nintendo, Disney, Marvel, all of, because you've used their IP in your NFT projects. And it may not be that bad. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to spread FUD, but I think at the very least, last thing I'll say on this is like, I think at the very least what's going to happen, Yeah. those brands are going to go after the marketplaces, right? You see OpenSea taking down projects right now that are, are paying out royalties and, you know, unsavorably way, uh, like uh, unfavorable ways like things that are going to get people in trouble they're just taking those products down because they don't want to be in trouble i think we're going to see marketplaces at some point be pressured to take down to responsibility just, to do it take down projects that are using other brands ip they, they don't want to be responsible so it's interesting too dave and this is a great interview man i don't know maybe i'll chop it up and post it and piece it <laughs> but go for it the thing is i'll probably post the full one at first though just because everyone loves a full interview um, the thing is like when I listen and I, Hey, Gary V, if you're listening, come on to the show. Like we'd love to have you, but, um, uh, obviously you have an old, uh, 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 student from back in the day here too. So the thing is when I listen to Gary V, I'd love to talk to him and pick his brain because he makes it almost sound so easy for the creators. And, and I think that I would love to pick his brain about what he thinks about NFT regulation then. Like I would just really like to hear his thoughts because he's throwing out examples of royalty NFT projects. He's throwing out examples of basically, you know, IP creators distributing royalties down the road to their NFT holders. And he makes it sound so easy. So I wonder if he knows something that maybe like we don't just because he's well connected too. but it is, yeah. but I'm, I'm, Hey, common sense tells me I'm, I'm on the same wavelength. I've talked about that on my channel multiple times too. So it's yeah. interesting. I think, uh, last thing I'll say on that is that I think we'll see a shift. So imagine like right now on Cardano, there are a lot of people who are reluctant to jump in projects that are, that the, the creators are anonymous. There are people who are reluctant to jump in on projects that like, they haven't been verified yet on like CNFTIO. Yeah. I, I think in the future. I don't yeah. Well, I think in the future, what we'll see, and I've talked to the fresh, I don't know if you're, if you're up to speed, like the, the team at Freshman's. Um, they're sort of just like, um, like building a platform to pr promote different NFT projects. And it's each project is ran by the project team. So for example, there's a Dirtbirds listing where I can go and, put, and like post details about Dirtbirds. People can leave reviews for the project, but I, I'd love to see, and, and I've talked to the, the founder of um, Freshman's on like maybe them having sort of a verification process where they meet the team. And if you don't, if you want to remain an anonymous, that's, that's okay. That's like a good like way to sidestep. And I we've talked about that on the J Crypto show too. Mm -hmm. uh, both DeFi and I guess NFTs is a good example too. But big time. 
but but I think also like projects getting like we're talking to lawyers right now to make sure that we're not you got yeah making any 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 bad moves and also I think a good, a good little thing to mention because that makes people I mean that makes me trust their birds a little bit more because hearing that you guys have legal counsel it's huge my I mean hell it is actually bad. imagine you're an investor imagine you want to mint an NFT right you have a dirt bird yourself and imagine you you're going to spend your real money on that project that's that's why the IP thing scares me the brand IP thing scares me that's why a project classifying themselves as a security scares me because people that project's not going to intentionally rug pull it's just going to get fined or basically fine to the degree that they just have to disappear. And people who've invested in that project are gonna lose their money. That's why I'm saying, yes, projects who are talking to lawyers, I think six months from now, it'll be normal for products to say, we've talked to lawyers and like, we, we, our, our roadmap has been vetted, you know? So like, we know that we're safe and secure. And if you invest in our project, you know, we're not, at, we're not liable, or, or sorry, we're not um, likely to be, you know, sued by the SEC or taken fined by the SEC or sued by Nintendo or whatever. And so I think that will become a norm uh, over the, over the, you know, six months to 12 month time frame or something where the products who are doing that are going to have a step up, but also it will just become the norm. Like people who talk to the lawyers. Dude, you know what? We could literally do like a monthly show and just talk about the status of NFT regulation. Like There's so that, much news. Yeah. That could literally, if you guys want to see that, if you guys want to see J Crypto and Dave do a do a, a follow up on this kind of conversation, comment below. Let's do it. Uh, I agree with a lot of stuff. By by the way that you're saying. So one thing I just wanted to end on because, like, I'm in talks with a lot of you know, people about they want to create NFTs, they're looking for direction. And you already hinted at some advice for not shilling your account. But let's say that people, the people that I are in my audience or that are following this video know that part. What advice do you have from somebody like yourself to create an NFT project? So what I mean by that is somebody who's not a developer, but maybe is a I don't know, B-list celebrity or a B-list um, artist because, or an athlete, that's the kind of people that I'm having these conversations with that really want to give their fans an in-person experience or access type of deal. And they have the luxury to have the following to do it and not violate anything that we were just discussing kind of, mm -hmm. but they don't have the technical background. So what yeah. pieces do they need? What advice do you give them? Where should they go? And it, let's say that they want to do it on Cardano. I mean, first thing that comes to mind is, you know, well, two things. Either one, it, it's not incredibly difficult to find an engineer, right? Like, um, there are people out there who have now launched projects, and that's, you know, they're not even a permanent part of the team. They're just the engineer who's helped to sort of the transactional tech, the minting tech, and all of that. They set up the Cardano node to validate the transactions. And, and then they're off the team. They're just sort of there for that. So you can find that. But the other thing, like the more obvious thing I think in the, that exists today is NFT Maker, right? Like that is an existing tool. That's a platform that's out there right now that um, is maturing, is getting more and more use and more and more traffic. And NFT Maker basically allows, from what I know, and, 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 and you know, obviously Patrick, who's the creator of uh, NFT Maker, like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think where they're going is currently they have the technology to be able to uh, basically, you know, generate the mints and, 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 and get all of your mints like in, into their service. Um, and then you use their APIs to connect to your website that, that um, where, where you're actually uh, allowing your users to mint, mint your NFTs. 
but I think where they're going, uh, the next step of that is almost like a, and, and once again, Patrick, sorry if I'm misrepresenting here, but I think they're going for like a Shopify type experience where you have a storefront like experience. So if you're not familiar with Shopify, yes. if you want to sell, yes, in you want to sell your merchandise, whatever your coffee mugs or whatever, you can basically list those without need, without having any engineering experience. You can list those and sell those. And, and Shopify provides the storefront experience for you to be able to do that. And I think that's crazy, man. I'm going to definitely check out NFT maker. Cause that wasn't on my radar. I might actually do maybe a video on it. Honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I'm um, we, we consider going with an F like when we first started talking about the project, like that was like the, the first thing I was like, okay, well I need to find an engineer or, or service. And that's, I, I came across an NFT maker and then, well, I mean, we were close to pulling the trigger on the NFT maker, but then we just sort of like wanted the experience and the excitement of doing it ourselves. And that's a whole other story of like how rough our launch was. Like it was a, it was a tough three days. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, shout out to Patrick. Yeah, like, if I, if I, if I remember correctly, you guys pretty much freaking blew right to the top. If I'm right after your launch, is that correct? Yeah. It's, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a long story, but like long story short, um, we had a few problems with our launch. The community was incredible. Like they were so patient with us and we, we made jokes and we owned it. But, like, of course, we're dirt birds. Like, were you expecting anything other than a really derpy launch? Like, right. um, and so we, we basically had to own yeah. our, you know, own our problems that we created. Um, but then yeah, markets really cooled off right after we launched. And so, um, yeah, we did sell out pretty quickly, but you know, a lot of products sell out. Um, but then mar the markets really cooled off. And so it's been a bit of a, of a, of a clawback from, from that point to sort of like see the, the project recover. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but again, back, back to your point though, like your question is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's resources out there. There's resources yeah. out there. That's interesting, man. All right, Dave. Well, Hey, do you have anything to, uh, do you have anything to finish on, man? I guess just again, a uh, no brainer here, like shout outs to the community, like the Dirtbirds community is awesome. I can't wait to see the response on this video. Can't wait to see your, your Twitter following blow up because you know, the NFT community, by the way, I just started uh, tweeting on my Twitter. So that's what Dave's referring to. And uh, yeah, we got it up there. I think I got to change my username though, because my username is jcrypto with like a bunch of numbers at the end. So I'm going to yeah. work on that. Yeah. I can help <laughs> you with that. Let me know. But like literally you, you, we need, we need more people like you on, on Twitter who, who have an opinion, who have a voice, who aren't looking to, you know, shield projects or anything like that. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'd love to see you, uh, you know, grow on Twitter, but yeah, again, big shout out to the community, like the Dirtbirds community. Um, you know, we're so, so excited for the next phases of the roadmap. Cannot wait to see how the community responds. Can't wait to hear more of their ideas. Can't wait to see like the next levels of like implementation we have of our roadmap that, that they get to participate in. So um, yeah, just really excited. And of course, obviously Jack, thanks for, thanks for having us on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I, I thank you and I thank your community and thank you to my community for tuning in to another episode of J Crypto. And uh, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. It was actually a lot of fun talking to you, Dave. Like it really was. You're, you're a pretty charismatic leader and I think that Dirtbirds <laughs> is in good hands and I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to see, see what you guys do. Cool. So, Likewise, man. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the conversation. So I'll stop the recording and then we can just uh, stay on for like a couple minutes. But um, to everybody watching, uh, thank you so much, and <laughs> we'll see you again next time.